Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Like nothing you have ever heard before. It's a tough room. It's the place to be. Thrive to survive. It's Taz. It's the Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. One, two, three. You know it's every day. Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport. You know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL to college games. They always bring in the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth. Only be talking the truth. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Taz and the Moose with you here on this Monday morning, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. The always uplifting Andrew Bogish is in the house this morning for the vacationing Taz. He's got so much sarcasm. Well. No, it's not sarcasm. Bell-like. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh, you've got Shep and Pete across the way as we take you for another hour, right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Zach Streep will join us a little later on this hour. Uh, talk a little Saints football with him. We closed out hour number two in style. Talking to A.J. Hawk, the former star linebacker with Ohio State, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, run around the National Football League with him. Let's get to it. What are the storylines you need to know as you head off to work or do whatever you need to do? On this busy August Monday morning, here you go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Tom Brady signs a two-year extension with the New England Patriots. Yes, Father Time ain't beating down Tom Brady as he is in his early 40s, 42 years of age. Two-year extension through 2021 will pay Brady $23 million this upcoming season. Gives the uh, the Patriots a little bit of salary cap relief. It's never been the guy that's looking to squeeze the lemon. Uh, you know, never been the guy that's looking to try and maximize his value if he was. I mean, he'd be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League if he was making those demands. We know historic career, winningest quarterback of all time. Some would make the argument the greatest player to ever play the position. Some even might make the bold statement the greatest NFL player of all time, regardless of position. I mean, that's the kind of career that Tom Brady has had. He doesn't look to retire anytime soon. He's not looking to get into the broadcast booth. He's not looking for any other business venture besides, you know, the uh, the workout program and the book that he put out um, in reference to his eating habits and eating, you know, the uh, the yogurt and the, what was it? The what kind of ice, avocado, avocado ice, cream. ice cream, right? Correct yeah. and the like. So um, he's changed his body. He looks like he's you know 30 years of age, even though he's 42. Uh, physically fit, chiseled. He gets rewarded with a two-year deal here. Um, and good for Tom Brady. And good for the National Football League because I don't think the NFL wants to see number 12 go anywhere either. No, of course not. And you know, I knew this was going to get done. It gets done. Everybody wins as they have in the past. Uh, for the Patriot Tom Brady haters, 
at times in the past, you can nitpick and find ways that Brady wasn't doing the Patriots the favor that we all thought he was, but he's doing the Patriots a huge favor. It doesn't have to be this simple. He certainly could be higher than number six on the highest paid QB list, but, you know, he takes what is in his mind a fair wage. It gives the team some flexibility to put some good players around him, and the train just rolls along. Uh, it does. It does. And we got into a good conversation earlier on in the program. You know, how will it end for Tom Brady? I mean, nobody knows. It's all up for conjecture and speculation and debate. You know, will it end poorly? A lot of times it does end poorly between star players and organizations. I think the relationship between Robert Kraft and Brady comes into play here. I mean, at some point in time, maybe it's Jared Stidham. Maybe it's another quarterback that is yet to be drafted or brought in by the Patriots. Or born. Uh, yeah, it, it, it could be. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Um, it could be a situation where um, I, th- I think Brady will probably have the understanding of when it's time to leave. Uh, and when it's time to go, where his skill set has regressed here. Uh, but people have been, you know, people, a lot of guys and gals in, in sports media, you know, thought the Tom Brady run was over three, five years ago. Um, and it's not over. And the Patriots' consistent brilliance with Belichick and Brady at the helm uh, is something, Andrew, that I'm pretty confident I'll, I'll never see again. Um, this kind of a run. The confidence in performance, regardless of injury, as long as number 12 is on the field. And even when Brady went down with that significant injury and tore his ACL, you know, with Matt Castle at quarterback, I know a different time, they were a competitive football team. They came close to making the playoffs with Matt Castle at quarterback. That was 2007. Right. That's when 12 years ago. Right. And they changed the rules after that hit by Bernie Pollard. Right. right. Uh, and, and that where you can't go, can no longer go uh, near below when hitting a quarterback in the NFL because of that knee injury. Yeah. He, and that I, was week one. That was week one, 2007. I was at my friend's wedding. They're no longer married. So that this, so Brady's wow. health has outlasted that, that marriage. Poorly? Um, yeah, in the neighborhood of poorly, it could have been much, much worse, but it wasn't necessarily amicable okay but uh but yeah i mean that's now were you a friend of the the man or the woman um initially the woman then okay. of the man just because we were together now you know. who are you friends with now or both um we i mean my it's my wife's friends so i mean right, they're so still your... friends so i mean i see that her but i don't I don't talk to him anymore. Oh, you don't talk. So you sided with the woman. Right? I didn't really side. I didn't. It was awkward. It was the first time we've, I didn't know what to do. I'd never been in that situation before. Um, and like, I, we weren't friends enough that I would go like hang out with just him. Are they remarried? The no. Uh, no. 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 Okay. No, no, no. But, but your wife's friend is happy now. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think they both are. Oh, good. Good yeah. for them. All right. And Brady certainly is. Well, he is. And, and he's so, a Patriots fan, so, he, so he's got that going So the day that Brady tore his ACL, you were at a marriage. You were at a wedding. Yeah, it might have been this. Uh, I, think the, I think the wedding was the night before. because It had to be a Sunday, obviously, so I'm pretty sure the wedding was Saturday night. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Well, that's what you, when you think about Tom Brady's ACL injury, I think, you think about, about a failed wedding. marriage. Yeah. yeah. Can I blame that on Brady? Is that the thing I can do? I don't think. Okay. No, All right. uh, but he's uh, signed through 2021. Uh, so for the next three years, at the very least, you're going to see Tom Brady uh, wearing that Patriots jersey. All right, next. Number two. Colt McCoy named the Redskins starter. Yes. Uh, so no. In not theory. In theory. Not necessarily the Redskins starting quarterback. So Colt McCoy net right now on the Redskins depth chart 
in 2019 listed him as the first string quarterback. Because um, they had a game this week. Right. Someone's got to be there. That's right. And, and I think in all likelihood, listen, the Redskins are a disaster. Their left tackle doesn't want to play <laughs> for him anymore. And he's probably the best player pound for pound on their team. Uh, he doesn't trust the medical staff. I mean, he basically wants the entire medical staff gone uh, before he thinks about even suiting up for the Washington Redskins again. It's not about money. Uh, it's about personnel and the way that he has been handled as a player. So now, you you know, you've got the, you know, the, um, you know, the poor man's John Gruden and Jay Gruden uh, coaching the team. And now you've got Colt McCoy as listed as your number one quarterback after drafting Haskins uh, out of Ohio State in the first round, April NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, they're a disaster. They're a disaster. I wish yeah, you, I wish I didn't feel bad doing this, to, but they deserve it all because no. their owner is a whatever. And uh, to the point where somebody, uh, somebody reached out to me that I know. Uh, because I, I usually are, you know, you could, you can, I can get tickets to giant games, right? So I, someone reached out to me that I know that was like, you want the Redskins giant games. I mean, my, my dad and I usually go and I said, talk to my dad. I was like, we'll pass on this year. We don't need to go see Redskins giants early on in the season. Usually they play late this year. It's early mm-hmm. out at MetLife stadium. I don't need to go see the Washington Redskins play football this year. Just the not even against the Giants. No, not even against the Giants. Not it's even just, uh, theoretically a winnable I've game. There, I've been there so many times where they've actually had good teams and they failed miserably. I am. I don't remember how down I've been on Washington Redskins football. I, I think even last year I was a little bit more upbeat, even with the Alex Smith acquisition. Um, you know than I am now, and that's what we draw drew out of a you know a, a Dixie Cup about another team I should root for, and that I drew the New England Patriots. No, I was more down on the team. I'm more down on the team this year than I was even a year ago. They're going to be brutal. They're a bad football team. No other way to cut it. You got McCoy at quarterback. The the left tackle wants out. Uh, you got still got old man Adrian Peterson running the football. I mean, what is there to be excited about when you look at the Redskins? Peterson running from bankruptcy. Yeah, there's nothing. And but I, again, I'm sitting here in giant country. I don't have much to push off of either in that front. On that front, and well, you um, got a young signal caller. Yeah, I, sure. Offensive who, who line maybe, will be better. Who you got terrible. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I got. They got that. They got that. I mean, Barkley's a stud. And they don't have Dan Snyder in charge, so that's no, always a plus. No, that's as well. right. You don't have Snyder. Yep. So there you have it. You have Gettleman, McCoy. though. Right. Uh, I understand. He's he leaves a lot to be desired as a general manager, especially the way that he handles the media. But if you're a giant fan, you're happy that he did bring Barkley in. And all the reports early on with Daniel Jones in training camp are pretty good. It's so training camp. Yes, I know. I know it's training camp. Rather than be good than bad. All I right. guess. Next. Number three. Draymond Green and Warriors reach four-year deal. $100 million extension. Yeah, so Draymond Green plays game, plays ball with the Golden State Warriors. And he did not squeeze Golden State for every single last dollar. Uh, he still gets four years, $100 million. I think it's like $22 million his first year. It goes up after that. Right, and it starts after years. the coming season, right? Correct. So I think it's like a five-year, 130. I don't know if I get what he's making this year. Right, so it's an extension on top of he wasn't due to be a free agent. But, um, you know, he did not, you know, hit free agency. He did not tempt fate. He did not try and look for a super. He, he did none of that. He took the four-year 100. He realized he's in a good situation. And now if you're the Golden State Warriors, yes, you lose Kevin Durant in the offseason to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, torn Achilles and all. 
And yes, you have Clay Thompson coming off a torn ACL, but you've got D'Angelo Russell, you got Draymond Green, you got Steph Curry, you've got a returning Clay Thompson. They rebuilt the supporting players around those guys as well. And for all intents and purposes, Andrew, they've kept the championship window open out in Golden State. Now, with Kevin Durant, they were unbeatable. They were an unbeatable team. The reason why the Toronto Raptors are celebrating that championship and that Kawhi Leonard was viewed as the conquering hero was had a lot to do with the fact that Kevin Durant was not healthy for that series. Because I believe if he was healthy, Golden State would have won another championship. But they were able to take advantage of a situation. Now they're not that unbeatable team. They're one of the teams that could potentially win a championship, but that window's still open. I know so much happened, Moose, this offseason in the NBA. It was just ridiculous. The new Lakers, Kawhi and Paul George to the Clippers, Kyrie for now to the Nets, um, you know, Jimmy Butler moving and the Sixers making their changes and keeping guys. There's the so Rockets. many, the Rockets, there's so many different places to go, but somehow I am the most intrigued by this warrior team within this season because of Clay's injury, because Durant is gone. Now it's Curry, now it's Green, and now it's a lot of other pieces. And now we're going to see, I, I, Steph Curry to me is going to go bonkers this year. And I think Steve Kerr is an all-time head coach. But we're going to get a glimpse at just how good he is this year when things are not so stacked in their favor. I can't wait to see how these, oh, and by the way, they're moving into a new building and a new location across the bridge. I can't wait to see how these 82 games plus play out for this warrior team i'm fascinated by it yeah you so you're more fascinated that by that by them than you are westbrook and harden in houston by davis and lebron james in los angeles with the lakers Kawhi leonard and paul george in los angeles with the clippers yeah for, well it's a personal thing because i curry to me is just defies explanation and then the idea of the last couple of years deferring, splitting reps, giving up shots, letting, you know, meshing Durant in and kind of being second fiddle. Now he's got to be first, second, and third fiddle almost while they get healthy and get guys back in, you know, back on the floor and figure things out. To, to watch him go all out and be peak Steph Curry with no one else to defer to that's on his level and talent is going to be fun to watch. And I, I'm a big Steve Kerr guy. I've always liked Steve Kerr from the second I was a bad New Yorker and liked the Bulls and he was playing with Jordan and now all the way through to me being a phenomenal head coach. Um, I want to see him in this situation, which they have not faced before, being shorthanded, not being clear-cut number one. It'll be the first time in a couple of years. You know, things are not going to go their way. They've got obstacles to jump over. I want to see how he handles it and how they handle it. That's fair. And that, to me, is is more entertaining, so to speak. Like the Westbrook and Harden thing, I get it. And I, you know, I, I want to see what LeBron can do because I love LeBron too. And you know, maybe this group of guys works. Who knows? But but the Warriors season is going to hold my attention longer than those other guys. You know, Andrew, I, I will say this. I think just and I don't know a soul on that Golden State team. But reading those that are in the know, those that are around the team on a day-in, day-out basis, I will say this. I think they will use it as extreme motivation to get themselves back and win a championship after the Durant run came and went. I, I think they will be, um, to a man, you know, selfless, selfless 
uh, looking to play team basketball and as an organization tried to prove. Because Kevin Durant left Golden State because he wanted to go to New York in a business and everything like that and kind of prove all the naysayers wrong. I think people forget that Golden State won a championship without Kevin Durant. And I think people, I, I think they as an organization are going to look to it and say, all right, yeah, he came and went. We were unbeatable with him. We also won without him. Uh, let's go try and win a championship and kind of bring this entire thing full circle and win a title without him. Well, you, you know me. I, 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 we've had this conversation before. I held nothing against Durant or them for combining forces and winning the way they did. I, I, well, I understood how good they were and how tough it would have been to beat them. I, I had no problem with it. So on one hand, I kind of miss it. On the other hand, I am, even though I had no problem with it, I am excited to see them kind of with all restraints off and with that edge and with, you know, whatever anger, however you want to describe it, that emotion, that need to kind of re-cement themselves as a Durantless unit. I get it. Uh, and that's, you know, that, again, part of the reason why I can't wait to watch Steph Curry I assume go bonkers for 82 plus games yeah. because he knows he has to, especially while Clay Thompson is coming back healthy. But he goes back to being the alpha dog, and I think that's going to be fantastic to watch. You know, I think the most intriguing one for me outside of Golden State, Andrew, I'd say is Houston with Harden and Westbrook. With what Westbrook had to say at his introductory press conference, we'll give in a little for the betterment of the team, looking to try and win. I think that's going to be a fascinating watch. Dan Tony doesn't have that contract extension down in Houston yet. Uh, the head coach of the team, you know, up and down, go get it, shooting threes left and right. We know Westbrook's not a good three-point shooter. I'm fascinated to see how the Harden-Westbrook relationship, now coming back as teammates once again, but clearly, you know, different now after what they've established in their careers. Harden with Houston, Westbrook with Oklahoma City, MVPs and the like. Um, I think it's fascinating to see it. I think that, to me, is the most intriguing storyline in the Houston Rockets. See, that's funny. That one might move the needle for me the least. And I don't really? know And I don't know why that is because I we've had this conversation, too, where I've kind of, you know, we, we were debating, I mean, pre-trade, what we would do for Westbrook. Do you want Westbrook? What would you pay for him? And I'm, I guess in the end, I'm kind of pro Westbrook, but you know, now that he's there, like, okay, it'll happen. And we need to know what it's going to be like. And, and will one defer to the other? Will he play second fiddle to Harden? How are they going to coexist? And, you know, there's no comparison. The first time around back in Oklahoma City was so long ago, but I, I think I care more about both Clipper, uh, both LA teams, the Clippers and the Lakers. And then I might even care more about what the, what the Sixers are in the East. Wow. Between, the Rockets. between Embiid and Simmons and then Harris a full season, you throw Horford in there, Brett Brown's Boston accent. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what it is about the Rockets where I'm just like, okay, you know, it's it, I'm, it could be fun. It might not be, but whatever. Like I'm fine either way. Uh the Golden State Warriors keeping the band together. Um Curry, Thompson, Green, all three there long term, throwing D'Angelo Russell as well. Mr. NBA, David Shepard across the way. Willie Cauley-Stein, too. Uh, throw him into the mix, too. Um, as uh, the Golden State Warriors kind of uh, 
refurbish the bench and the support players uh, going into a year that will be a little bit strange as compared to what we've seen the last three years as Kevin Durant will be rehabbing as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. So there you have it. Uh, your three big storylines here on this Monday morning. Contract extension for Draymond Green. Four years, $100 million. If you're a Redskin fan, woohoo! Colt McCoy, number one on your depth chart heading into preseason game number one. Uh, for the Washington Redskins. And Tom Brady gets his contract extension now signed through the 2021 season for the New England Patriots. We'll come back at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Talk a little bit about induction weekend out in Canton, Ohio, as he had the, all the enshrinees, Ed Reed and the like, uh, what is a, a great ceremony, annual ceremony for the National Football League and for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we'll talk a little Saints football with Zach Streif a little later on the program as well. It's Taz the Moose, bogus in the house for the vacationing Taz right here on this Monday, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio is toll-free line. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Bob in Sacramento. Will Carmelo Anthony play another NBA game? If not, what's his legacy? Good question. We'll get to that in just a second. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Keeping a car clean, simple, and expensive form of maintenance. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the cleaning and detailing products you need, including washes, waxes, polishes, leather, and vinyl care. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for Clean Car Month. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. Listen, I don't think it's a positive for his trainer to come out and say that, you know, Carmelo Anthony, paraphrasing here, in essence needs a, you know, a farewell tour um, around the around the National Basketball Association. No team wants to deal with that. Uh, they really don't, <laughs> especially for a especially for a team that pro- he's not going to Denver and he's not going to New York. It's been a disaster in his other stops, whether it be Houston or whether it be Oklahoma City. I mean. Uh, you think Pat Riley wants to deal with that in Miami? You think the Los Angeles Lakers want to deal with that? You think the Los Angeles Clippers want to deal with that? I mean, that that's the worst thing. For that to come out, for his trainer to be saying that, number one, is is brutal. Number two is, you know, do I think Carmelo Anthony, uh, do I think he can help a team? Yeah. I mean, Andrew, I, I think Carmelo Anthony could help a team if he was okay with his role. I mean, you know, I, I thought it was very, very interesting what Chauncey Billups had to say, I'd say four weeks ago, that Carmelo Anthony was too focused on scoring. Right. Right. When, in essence, he scored 18, the team won, he'd be a little down in the locker room. He scored 35 and the team lost, and he'd be he'd be happy because he dropped in 35 points. That was his main goal. I think Carmelo Anthony's mindset needs to change, have the understanding of what he is as a player now. If he'd be willing to come off the bench and kind of been like a – you know, Vinnie Johnson, the microwave, right? For Now, I know Johnson was a guard, Mello's a forward. But for the old Detroit Pistons, kind of the microwave, coming off the bench, giving them instant offense. Um, you know, a, a Mark Aguirre at one point in time in his career. 
you know, then, then I could understand Carmelo Anthony could fit a role for his team. I don't think he has come to grips with where he is at this stage of his career, that that's who he is as a player, and that's all he can be at this stage. I think Carmelo Anthony still thinks he's an elite-level NBA player. Yeah, and that, that has to be the problem. Um, there should be, and I think there would have been a spot for him last year, in particular with the Lakers, but there should be a spot for him somewhere this year in the back half of the season when a team's looking for a little scoring punch and you not have to worry about you know managing him over a full season. You know, that should be the goal, not a not a farewell tour. It should be finding a spot that gives you a chance to win a title. I mean, that that should be your hope here, not just walking around the NBA and getting, you know, cheesy retirement gifts from different teams. Like right. put yourself in a spot to go win some games, you know, swallow your pride, do your score twelve impactful points per game instead of twenty meaningless ones. And pick your spot well, get the job, play the role, and maybe you win the whole thing. And that's the way that career should Because Carmelo is an all-timer. I mean, the, the list of guys who are better individual scorers than him in NBA history Not that long. Is, is short. I mean, he's a phenomenal one-on-one player. But I mean, he's done things, knucklehead things, and not you know not bad things. But he's like he's he shot himself in the foot sometimes with his ego and his overimportance, and it you know it makes you not want to root for Carmelo. But this is a guy that's a that is a legit all timer, and he deserves not a farewell tour, but he there's a one more legit chance to win a title, win important games. Yeah, but this is it, it can't be. You know, no team though wants to bring in that headache that's trying to win. Nobody wants to deal right. with which is know. why you gotta tell him, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good soldier. I'm gonna come in, you use me how you want to use me. If that means not right. playing certain games, I'm in. But I just want to be. Let me here. ask you this, Andrew: Do you think Carmelo is capable of doing that? Or let me ask you: Do you think a team will believe that Carmelo is capable, even if he goes into a meeting with a team and says, and says everything that you just said? Yeah, I'm willing to play 13 minutes a night, 14 minutes a night, be a role player, coming off the bench, be a good teammate. You know, I'll be a, a good role player, offense when you need it, hit a you know, hit some threes here and there. Do you think a team will believe Carmelo Anthony's okay with that? I think there there would be one. Yeah, I think there'd be one that's in the spot where they see points. Where he'd be willing to go. I'd hope so. I really do. I'd hope so. I mean, he's got to know that the end is he's he's got to know the that he's got here. right that he's got no more chances. That this is his last good chance. And you'd hope you'd hope that he'd be smart enough to just go go chip in somewhere. But I don't. I don't know. I just remember that. Remember when we went out to Oklahoma City, and everyone thought that was going to work. Right. And they was asked at his introductory press conference about coming off the bench, and he kind of laughed. Yeah. That's where I look at where Carmelo, that's the wrong attitude to have at right. that stage. I mean, the Rockets should have, that should have worked too. Yeah, where he right. didn't have to be the number one guy. He could have picked the spots better. He could have stood in the perimeter and just shot jumpers when Harden and everybody else and Paul drove and kicked it out to him. And that didn't work. And they didn't shed a tear when he left. No, it did not. Just to give you a sense of like how maybe annoying he was, they were just like, all right, later. No, Thanks we're not for bothered. nothing. We're not bothered by it at all. Not bothered by it at all. So, in essence... Uh, the chance that Carmelo Anthony's in the NBA this upcoming season, I'd say right now, if I had to put odds on it, I'd say it's or a percentage on it, I'd say we're at like fifteen percent. Yeah, I might go a little bit higher, but not much. Yeah, I think it's more likely that he doesn't play this year than he does play. Yeah, but it's not out of the question that he plays. Um, all right. On a side note, I know where these where this the gym is that he works out in. Oh, really? And I want to. Where is it? It's here in Manhattan. Okay. And I, I think it's because that trainer is based there. I think he's just a regular personal trainer. 
but it's now, I think, the third straight summer where it's just, it's an NBA All-Star game almost at times in there. I want to just, I just want to go there and see. Is that the Reebok Club? No, it's it's a Lifetime gym. Oh, it's Lifetime Fitness. Yeah. And it's in, it's in Midtown Manhattan. I think it's the only one in Manhattan. And I don't like I've been there and you walk through and I'm just thinking like we walk by and there's Carmelo and his has been there in the past. Uh, a ton of guys. Well, you remember that video he released that the Knicks scoffed at of him working out on a field in Manhattan. It was dark out yeah, with the yes. lights on. You know, that field we drive. If you come it's down right the West here, Side right? Highway, yeah. it's right here. Yeah, it's right here. Usually you see guys playing soccer there. At 11.30, midnight at night, they have soccer games going on. If you come in down here late at night, down to lower Manhattan, we're talking about, for those that are in, like, Nebraska or Texas, <laughs> we're talking about driving down the west side uh, of, of Manhattan uh, here in New York City. There's a, a field, an AstroTurf field, that's open at all hours. They have the lights on basically all night long, and guys are usually playing soccer. There was a video that when Carmelo's Nick career came to an end, he released a video of him working out and doing kind of, like, Field work, and it was shot on that field. It must have been like two, three o'clock in the morning because yeah. there's nobody there. I uh, I think I have a better chance of getting in one of those soccer games than into one of these basketball games. Yeah. Just hanging out at the Lifetime gym. I think you're you know, right hey, about we that. need a, we need a, a fifth. Come on over. Yeah, I don't I don't think you I don't even think you yeah I don't think you're usable. Neither am I. I don't think they need I don't think they need a you know a five ten and a half overweight guard. <laughs> well, I, I know how Lifetime works. I I belong to one on Long Island. I'm Good like I'll get you. I'll get emails. I don't go enough. Uh, and they'll, high, they'll say like a lot of money a month for that. Not, trip. not, I, I'm on the lower level one. The one actually, the one you here in Manhattan once a month. Well, at Car- the Carmelo one in the city, if I was to go there with my membership, I need to give them 40 extra dollars to walk to in the walk door. In the door. Yeah. So, but at mine, like I'll get an email and say like the basketball court is closed for, for blah, blah, blah. I want to know if I get, if like the New York members get an email and say the basketball court is closed for today's NBA All-Star game. <laughs> like, NBA players have reserved the court for the next three hours. Right, do not look ready. through the glass windows. Right. Do not approach them. Do not look at the glass. No, you can't watch or play. Uh, that's funny. Um, all right, you got an update. We're going to talk a little Saints. Zach Streif's going to join us uh, in a couple minutes. We're going to talk a little Saints football then. But Bogus got yet another update. What's up, Andrew? Moose, it just doesn't matter who plays for the Yankees against the Red Sox right now. Ground ball in the hole. That's a base hit to right field. Ford scores. Higashioka scores. It is a two-run base hit for Nick from Mike Tuckman. Mike, Nick, Frederick Tuckman, it doesn't matter. Uh, Mike Ford also drove in a run as well in the 7-4 victory. That highlight, of course, John Sterling, Yankees Radio. The Bombers, a four-game sweep over three days of the Sox. They have now dropped eight in a row overall. They are six and a half games back in the wild card standings. Yankee second baseman Glaber Torres in early exit last night, eventually going to a local hospital for tests on a core muscle issue. But Torres' dad tweeting overnight, his son is okay and will join the Bombers in Baltimore. Over in the NL, the Dodgers led the Padres 3-0, then trailed 6-3, then led 7-6, then trailed 10-7, then won 11-10 on a two-run double by Max Muncy in the bottom of the ninth. Tom Brady and the Patriots have reportedly finished off another extension. It takes Brady through 2021, but it's really about this season. Brady gets a raise to 23 mil. The team gets five and a half mil in cap space. They're expected to revisit this contract each year Brady continues to play. Jaguars defensive end Yannick Ngakwe ended his 11-day holdout yesterday without a new contract. Ngakwe passed his physical, immediately returned to practice. He had until tomorrow to show up 
or lose a year of service, which means he wouldn't have been an unrestricted free agent next offseason. And Ryan Lochte won the 200-meter IM at the U.S. National Championships in Stanford yesterday. It was Lochte's only final to meet. It's his first meet since a 14-month ban for receiving too much B12. We've all been there. Oh, no doubt. Lewis, back to you. Thank you very much. Yes. Oftentimes, I don't get enough B12. (laughs) Zach Streep, Saints football, will join us next. It's Taz Moose. Bogus is in the house right here, CBS Sports Radio. Stop. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, if industrial supplies could capture CO2, think how we could help lower emissions. ExxonMobil is working to make it happen. That's the unexpected energy of ExxonMobil. With only three projected regulars in the batting order, the banged-up Yankees won their fifth straight last night, completed their first four-game sweep of their longtime rivals uh, since August 2009, knocking off the Boston Red Sox and uh, doing it uh, in style, winners of five in a row. Let's talk a little bit about the Saints right now as we continue to run around the National Football League. Zach Streif joins us, uh, former Saints offensive tackle, current play-by-play voice. Hey, Zach, Taz and the Moose, Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogish with you. Thanks for, uh, for a couple minutes this morning. We appreciate it. Hey, fellas, thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it, Zach. How, let's start here, Zach. For you personally, how difficult to make the transition from player to play-by-play man? And you do a very good job. How difficult of a transition was that for you? Well, it, it's it's a big jump. I, I think that, that play-by-play is a skill that takes a long time to kind of develop, and I certainly don't feel like um, that I'm, I'm where I would like to be yet. But I'll tell you this, it's about as much fun as you could possibly have, uh, certainly as a former player. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I get to be up in the booth with another teammate of mine, Deuce McAllister, and uh, – the transition was definitely interesting. I had lots of nerves last year, and uh, I think the Saints helped out a lot. You get into a season that's as exciting as the Saints was last year. It certainly helps a play that a lot. Do you feel like a broadcaster yet, or do you feel like a former player doing a different job? I think I'm still feeling like a different player doing a job, or like a former player doing a new thing. Uh, it's coming along. I certainly feel more comfortable um, when we get on air now and, uh, but but like you guys both know, it's just something that takes some time and takes reps. And unfortunately uh, for me, you know, the only way to get those reps is live on air. So uh, I get to develop in front of everyone and let all my mistakes out there for, for the world to see. But at the same time, uh, it, it is a, a very special role. It's something uh, that I'm pretty blessed to be able to do. Yeah, well, enjoyed listening to you last year. We'll enjoy listening to you this year ahead, Zach, as, as we get a feel of the team that you'll be calling all season long. How important was it for this organization to get the Michael Thomas contract uh, out of the way and no longer be a distraction for this team? Well, it's certainly good. I think getting Mike in camp uh, was important. And, uh, you know, you look around the league and you see some of these guys that are still holding out. And, and, you know, it affects seasons. uh, You know, I, I think the distraction part of it is probably a little bit overblown uh what's not overblown is the fact that i think you need those reps to get ready for a season and the guys that miss camp uh it usually takes a few weeks to to kind of get into the swing of things and get their legs underneath them so uh it's certainly great to have mike in there and i think as you look 
down the road and, and look into the future of, you know, what is life going to be like after Drew Brees, uh, the Saints are really setting themselves up to put a lot of talent around the next quarterback. Um, and I think the first step in that was getting Mike Thomas done, uh, you know, and locked up for the future. Uh Zach, walk me through these younger receivers that have stepped up, I guess, at the beginning of training camp that made Cameron Meredith uh, expendable. Well, I think the first thing with Cam Meredith um, was that I don't know that he is really healthy yet. I think he's really um, still having some problems with that knee uh, that that he had operated on. I I just don't think he's 100% yet. But if you look in that room right now, like you said, there's a lot of young guys. I think Keith Kirkwood did a really nice job. He was with us last year, undrafted free agent out of Temple, uh, stepped up a lot when Mike Thomas was out. He kind of stepped into that role. Um, Emmanuel Butler, the undrafted free agent out of Northern Arizona, has really impressed people in camp. Now, he's missed some time with an injury uh, in the last few weeks. We're not sure exactly how serious that is, but but he had really stepped up. Um, and, and, you know, Traquan Smith was our third-round pick last year. Uh, had, had a good season last year, 28 receptions, a little over 400 yards. Um, I think they're really looking for him to make another step. And one guy that I think has, has really been a nice signing for the Saints is Rashard Matthews. Um, kind of had a, a, had a down year in 2018, had some kind of clashes with his coordinator in, in uh, Tennessee and then gets sent up to the Jets and kind of loses a season. But he's looked very good. Uh, and and not, not too far in the past, 16 and 17, was really productive for the Titans. And he's looked very good in training camp so far. Uh, so there's a lot of good options out there. Uh, it'll be very interesting. That's a position that's going to shake itself out in the preseason game, so it'll be fun to watch on Friday. You know, when you one of the guys that's impressing early on, I know he picked Breeze off the other day. How about Eli Apple? Was a disappointment as a, as a first-round pick with the Giants, you know, on the field, off the field a little bit as well. Maturity questions, too. It goes down to New Orleans. They acquire him. What about what Apple presents at the cornerback spot? Yeah, I, I think Eli Apple is going to have a huge year. Um, you know, first of all, he's on a contract year. They declined his fifth-year option, and I think that was uh, every bit as much a, a motivator as it was a decision on, on where he's at as a player. But he's had a very good training camp so far. Uh, he has all those physical tools. I, I think a lot of the issues that Eli had in New York were, were personality clashes with the guys around him. I, it's very difficult when you're going to work and you're you're playing and practicing with guys who are publicly, um, you know, kind of talking about you. And uh, I think that environment's really hard for a young guy to learn in. And, you know, he comes to New Orleans and he really gets teamed up with a bunch of former teammates. Marshawn Lattimore, Von Bell, both guys that he played with in college. You look at Mike Thomas, a lot of Ohio State guys down in New Orleans. And, and I think that he's a lot more comfortable than he was in New York, and I think that you've seen it so far. But, listen, he's a big physical corner, uh, has had a really nice camp so far, and I think it's going to be a really nice piece across from Marshawn Lattimore. Zach, Mark Ingram leaves, Latavius Murray comes in. There's some other bodies, obviously, behind Alvin Kamara. But, um, you know, he is now the kind of unquestioned number one guy. Any concern about overwork for Kamara? How do they find and how do they balance out to keep him fresh for, you know, 16-plus games? I think it's certainly something that, that they are very aware of, of not you know turning this into a situation where Alvin's getting 30 touches a game. Um, if you look back last season when Mark was out, uh, he was averaging about 26 touches, and, and that's just too much uh, for Alvin to carry throughout an entire season. Now, that being said, he's a durable guy. 
um, has has really never had issues, has played injured a couple times, and still performed at a high level. So I think he's sturdy enough to, to get through. But I still expect them to look to get Alvin the ball, you know, 16, 17, 18 times a game. I think Latavius had a good camp so far. He did get banged up a little bit. Uh, but it was mild just out for a couple of days. And we saw a play last night at practice uh, where you start seeing uh, the, the skill the skill set of Latavius Murray. And if they can get him in some situations where he can get ahead of steam, he is a load. Uh, and there is some talented guys behind even him. So uh, I, I think they will still be cautious with Alvin. I think uh, they will manage his workload all season long so that they've got him through the, through the year. You know, Zach, is there any hangover here? Uh, I mean, the, for the, the way that it ended, the rules in the NFL have changed after that championship game. You know, you know, being that close to the Super Bowl, understanding how difficult of a road is to just get to that point again. Is there any kind of a hangover here for the Saints? I don't think so. Um, I think that's probably kind of a an overblown perception um, for players. Listen, this is a generation that can't watch the, 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 a TV show for an hour straight without looking <laughs> at their phones 45 times. So I, I find it very hard to believe that they're all going to be hung up on these games that happened, uh, you know, seven months ago and a year and a half ago. Uh, I, I think the guys, uh, if anything, respect and appreciate how hard it is to get to that point. And, you know, this is a young group two years ago, uh, with a phenomenal draft class. And these guys are all still young, but most of this team has been together now for two years and have been through those situations. I, I think, if anything, it's caused them to appreciate just how hard it is and um, how good they have to be to get back to that point. So uh, I don't I don't anticipate it being an issue. I, I think it's a little bit overblown. It's a little bit of a, of a talking point because I, I don't think half those guys could remember uh, what happened in that game anyways. Zach, let me go back to you real quick. Ryan Khalil comes out of retirement, joins the Jets. When was the last time you thought about playing? Let's see. I got hurt in uh, in London in 2018, and I'd say about five hours after that game was the last time I considered ever playing again. So, uh, no, I, it's, it's certainly not something for me. Good for Ryan. I think it would be a nice place for him to kind of finish his career uh, Ryan's a really good dude, and it'll be nice for him to get up in New York and, and get around all that that city offers. But no, not not for me at all. I, I'm very comfortable where I'm where I'm at, sitting at the top of the stadium. No. Well, Zach, let me you know overall perception of this Saints team here when going into it, uh, you know, and and we're now full blown into training camp. Preseason games are right around the corner uh, this week. What's the concern? Where where are the issues? What do you think? Uh, you know, what what do you think would, could be problematic for New Orleans this season, if anything at all? Well, you know, I think the receiver position is a place where last season you felt like you really kind of underperformed uh, behind Mike Thomas. Uh, I think we ran into games last year where we were short weapons. And when teams really started, uh, I mean, we, we literally played defenses that were bracketing Mike Thomas and double teaming Alvin Kamara uh, and, and just leaving everybody unprotected all over the field and, and guys weren't able to step up and make plays. So I think that's, you know, really the, the big question mark on this team. Defensive tackle was a question mark. Sheldon Rankins is, is out, uh, t- tore his Achilles in the playoffs. Uh, we're not sure exactly when he'll be back, and David Onyemata is going to miss week one, so you're down two defensive tackles. Um, that being said, the guys that they brought in in camp, Mario Edwards Jr. has had a fantastic training camp, has really surprised a lot of people. 
They bring in Ziggy Hood. They sign Malcolm Brown. So it looks more solid uh, now than I think we felt like going in. But for me, the big question mark right now is the wide receiver position and which of those young guys is able to step up and give Breeze, you know, another target in that room. You think this team's uh, quite capable of getting themselves right back to that NFC Championship game and this time getting themselves to a Super Bowl here, Zach? Yeah, I, I think this is the most talented team that the Saints have had since 2011. Um, it's so deep, and that's the thing we've been talking about. You you will see four, five, maybe six guys picked up off waivers after this team makes its cuts. The, the depth that they have assembled here is really phenomenal. There's a lot of guys playing at a high level that uh, I think are going to play really well in the preseason and, and not make this roster. So uh, I think they've got everything that they need to get back to that point. We've got a gauntlet of a schedule early on, open up against the Texans and on the road for the Rams and Seahawks for coming back to the Cowboys. So they've got a gauntlet to open up. If they can get out to a fast start, this team, uh, I think, is prepared to make another run. Zach Streif, a champion with the Saints, former offensive lineman, now currently the play-by-play voice. Hey, Zach, we appreciate the time this morning. Enjoy the rest of camp the rest of the summer, all right? Thanks, gentlemen. Y'all have a great one. You got it. Pleasure's all ours. And does a good job going into year two. He does. That's a fun list of him and Deuce McAllister. It is. A bogus good job. Thanks, Moose. Mr. NBA Shep, fantastic job across (laughs) the way as well. Uh, Velotti, too. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Till tomorrow. Peace. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 